When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This episode is supported by FX's Clipped, the scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world. The series charts the tape's impact on a dysfunctional basketball organization striving to win against their reputation as the most cursed team in the league. Starring Lawrence Fishburne, Jackie Weaver, Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill. FX's Clipped, streaming June 4th, only on Hulu. We are so glad you're here. Good morning. Hope you're having a good one. It's hour three of Jason and Alexis in the morning on My Talk and streaming around the globe on our My Talk app. I'm Jason Matheson along with Alexis Thompson and Don McClain. Coming up, uh, we have our forced movie review. Alexis assigned me Stop or My Mom Will Shoot. And then I will be assigning Don a rom com. I don't know her. I don't know her, yeah. Yeah. Um, so that's all, that's all coming up, but, uh, but right now, Don McClain. Yes. Um, we are going to talk about Foley the, art. the four, Foley, Foley, what Foley is artist. I, yeah, I know I did too long of a pause. I was okay. going to say Don McClain. What is a Foley artist? A Foley artist is someone who makes the sound effects for a movie. This can be, I mean, the most exciting to watch is the people that do the zombies, um, <laughs> in uh, The Walking Dead. They're all together and they're creeping around. It's so fun to see that in behind the scenes. And also all the very talented people that have found out ways to make things sound like footsteps. Yeah, like that. I mean, that could be anything. What could that be? Alexis's stomach growling because she's hungry. Oh my gosh, that sounds great. It's like an ox go. walking with a, a pail of uh, coins. Ooh, I bet Charlie Puth can make a song out of for. that. He yeah. could easily. He could, yeah. Okay, so Vulture did an article called Fear the Chamois. Okay? okay. And it is about they they talked to <laughs> they talked to so many Foley artists like uh, people from Skywalker Sound and they found out that the one thing you have to have if you're doing a horror movie and if you don't have it you're screwed yeah. is a mm-hmm. chamois. A chamois. A chamois. Oh. This is the lamb or goat skin, the leather chamois that you wipe your car down with if you, you know, if you wash your own car. It, you know, shines it off and it uh you know, it, it absorbs, absorbs the moisture. Okay? So it can make a lot of gooey, gloopy, gross blood sounds, uh, stabbing, dripping, blood moving, because yeah. it, it it can hold so much water. And when you flop it down on a, a surface, I actually have a clip. I found one from uh, something. It's an animated film called, or it could be the production company, Brain Games. And um, here they are using a chamois. Okay, here we go. Let's try one. Okay, great. You nice. want to play it back? <laughs> so then, that was actually um, somebody was throwing a like a, a hamburger across a, a a dock, and it was like all the pieces coming out together. And then you know they use it for like brains and things munching on. They'll take spaghetti and 
and break it while they're using the chamois. But the chamois, you have to have this for horror movies. You don't like food or mouth sounds. Yeah. You didn't flinch, though, when we play, when you played that. No, because it has to do with making a film. Okay. And it's like no one's chewing. It's just yeah. the sound of wet weirdness. <laughs> Moisture. Wet weirdness. And, and now, now something much better than that. Mm-hmm. I like that. Chamois. I didn't know that. Yeah. I like that name. Chamois. Yeah. Chamois. Chamois. Dawn reminded us that uh, I was going to do UFOs here. I swear we'll get to it. I'll, I'll do it Monday. But we did promise something early in the week, and we mm. never got to it. So mm. we're going to... Thank fo- you, Cliff. Yeah, thanks, Cliff. Thank you. Sorry about that. But you know what? Live show without a net. Things happen. But we never did uh, complete our tribute to our buddy, Leslie Jordan. Leslie was our guest several years ago, and we kept him around for several segments. And we only played half of... We only played one segment. But we have the other one. And for your Friday listening enjoyment, yes. here is Leslie Jordan in studio with Alexis and me. Take a listen. Ladies and gentlemen, Leslie Jordan is here in studio <laughs> with us. N- another show at camp. Yes. And if you have, I'm not just saying this because you're sitting here, but Lex, you were, we oh. went together, didn't we? Yes. We peed our pants. We were laughing so hard. We were crying. I have rare. <laughs> I love one person shows because I think they're far more intimate and I, but I have rarely space. laughed as hard as I did during your last uh, one man show at camp. What was at it camp. called? I can't remember. I can't, well, it was about three years ago and I can't remember what the title of that one was, but yeah, it was about three, about three years ago. You know what's, what, what is interesting is that I have this marketing firm and they'll say, okay, what's your new show called? I'll say, well, it's just me up there. I don't know. I just talk about whatever. <laughs> they go, well, it has to have a name. So we just come up with names. So for a while it was called Full of Gin and Regret. Oh, yeah. And then, the, then it was yeah. called The Aging Show Pony. <laughs> That's right. It was the aging pony. show pony. Yes. And then this new one is called um, "Say Cheese." My life in front of the camera. <laughs> <laughs> but it's all the same. Actually, this one is a little different. It's more about the. I got roped into doing reality in England, and I went over to a celebrity Big Brother. You did not. I made a hundred and fifty thousand dollars. <gasps> And I got kicked out on day 12 because I spit on Gary Busey. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I spit on, on him. On accident? No. Oh, on purpose. It? Oh, no. You know why? Why? Because he's nuts. And also, <laughs> he is. his hygiene, he would poop on the rim of the, on the toilet seat. <gasps> what? He's disgusting. Oh, my gosh. And oh. I called him on it, and they edited that part out. So it just looked like. <laughs> I wonder why. Leslie, <laughs> well, they just—it looked like I was just spitting on this old guy, and then oh. they brought on—they brought a French stripper in, and I—she cut up my underpants with scissors. I mean, it, we rocked and rolled. It was the highest-rated big. If you don't believe me, go to YouTube and put in "Celebrity Big Brother UK Leslie Jordan," and you will see me at my worst. Oh my! I they use sleep. You go crazy. They use sleep. They lock me in a house. They use sleep deprivation. They use um food. They took my food away, Ooh. and then alcohol, which I don't drink. Mm-hmm. I haven't had a drink in eighteen years for reason. I had there was an unfortunate incarceration. <laughs> that we won't discuss. An unfortunate incarceration. <laughs> but um, 
<laughs> I had to put the plug in the jug. Um, but the day's young. And, yeah. You know, <laughs> long time between cocktails. Do you have a special diet? Is that... No. Or they take the food away? Oh, okay. It was oh, just... no. They, it's just any food. Yeah. It, they give you these tasks to try to make fools of you, and I can't oh. stay on task for 10 minutes. My, And so I couldn't complete my test, so they say, all you get today is rice and beans. So for th- <laughs> five days, I could only have rice and beans, and my blood sugar was really awry. Yeah, I bet. And um, oh. you will not believe how... Um, angry i get and how funny i am when i'm angry i didn't realize that <laughs> we are, for the entertainment of the whole country we are talking to uh, the one and only leslie jordan who you will know from i mean you name a show <laughs> leslie has been in it recently i loved you in coven and when you popped up i had not read that Which you stars were, a little old gal from out near still yes miss <laughs> jessica, jessica lang <laughs> when you popped up on when you popped up because i had not read that you were signed on so when you popped up I, I looked at, I screamed out loud. I'm like, yes. And then they offered me, Mr. Murphy, Ryan Murphy offered me a freak show, the new season. Oh, and yeah. I had already signed on to do the thing in London and it was more money. You know, they pay Jessica Lang and the uh, Kathy Bates. Yeah. Angela Bassett. Angela Bassett. They pay them a fortune. So people like me that just come in, we get what's called scale plus 10. Now, that is, it's more than you, I mean, it's like eight grand a week, you know, for just, but once everybody dips and, you know, holds out their hand, the management, the this, the that. So it sounds like a lot of money, but it's not really compared to what I could have made in England. Oh, yeah. How hands-on is Ryan Murphy with American Horror Story? He With all his other projects. Listen, he I never laid eyes on him. He was out in L.A. doing um, The Normal Heart. He was so involved. I said one day, I don't think I'm going to wear my glasses in this thing. They go, oh, that's a Ryan question. Oh. <laughs> I said, well, he's not even here. They go, well, hang on. They're all like, oh, that's Ryan. That's He's so involved. They came back and they said, you know, Ryan loves your blue eyes. But he, he said, what, what you could do is start with the glasses on and then take them on and gesticulate with them. Oh. I mean, and then another thing, they had found me this amazing, back at the turn of the century, like in New Orleans, they had these little ashtrays that you would clip on your belt for your cigar. And and they said, Mr. Murphy, found, you know, they found this little thing here, but Mr. Murphy wants you to smoke non-filter cigarettes. And so I said, okay. But they got they have to be like fake ones, you know, made out of lettuce or something. I can't <laughs> They did well, and if you're thinking to yourself, uh, I've seen you've seen Leslie in everything personally. A lot of the majority of you probably know him as Beverly Leslie. In uh, well, we just played that clip, which still is one of my favorite <laughs> moments just in the show. But you've done Desperate Housewives and Monk and and countless. You know movies. what people really remember before they stop me on the street all the time? I did a five episode arc of Boston Legal. Where Betty White killed me with a skillet. First, I killed I killed my mother with a skillet, and then they got me off. And so I went next door. I love the attention. I killed the neighbor with a skillet. James Spader, James Spader said, "You need to put that skillet down, Barney." And then, and then Betty White kills me with a skillet. People remember me for that. I, and I was you getting... know what else? Disney. I do shake it up. Oh, little really? girls will just squat in the floor and pee when they see me. <laughs> Little tiny girl. Because they're so excited. Oh, I bet. Oh, God. They know, and those Disney shows run on a loop. So I get more attention for that. 
we're whole families, and then I can't very well say, you know, well, bring the kids to my show. Oh, yeah. Because <laughs> it's so dirty. Well, we should, because you, you are, are a naughty little nugget. I know. Yeah. <laughs> but my mother, my mother who saw me years ago when I was pretty clean said, said, Leslie, I didn't raise you to talk like that. And I said, well, I, I, I didn't, it's just what my fans expect. She said, I raised you in the church. I said, that was the problem. <laughs> I've been baptized 14 times. It never did take. (laughs) Well, how do you pick? Because, again, and you got to get tickets. Go to I Love Camp, and Camp is a great venue for this. And you got to see Leslie's show. Get tickets right now. We'll put a link up on the site. But how do you decide? Because you do have so many stories. And when you're crafting not only the name, but your your show, how do you pick the stories? Is it like a narrative you're trying to do? This one is. Not usually. But this one is... um, it, it it addresses perhaps why I'm 60 years old. I've never had a boyfriend <laughs> ever. That's surprising. Well, I've been too busy, and yeah. I don't know. And I fall in love with straight boys. That's my problem. Oh, I've moved them in for 10 years at a time. Yeah. I'm a sugar daddy. Yeah, there you go. And so I'm tired of being a sugar daddy. Yes. So that's what the story. So I go to Mexico every year to this tiny club in Puerto Vallarta um, where a lot of older gay men go to retire and stuff. And that's my audience. And so I have an idea for a show and then I start there. Kind of like what Joan Rivers used to do. She'd find a small club somewhere. And so by the time I leave three weeks in Puerto Vallarta every year, I have a show. Then we just make up a name. (laughs) (laughs) And you go on the road. So this one has has a narrative. It has placards. Every straight boy that I've ever fallen in love with allowed me. I had to get model releases. I have pictures. Great big pictures. (laughs) It's like show and tell. (laughs) (laughs) The great Leslie Jordan. We're back here live. Um, Oh. We got oh my god! We're already running late, oh, but that was worth it. We, we oh. don't care. It that show, Lex. Remember the the he did. Oh. He was like show and tell. He did put up the pictures of all the all the guys he was with. Oh my god! He reveals so much, like how much money people make, uh-huh. how much money he made. That's the kind of stuff we want to know. Oh, yeah. that was oh. every interview. That's what I. God, I'm obsessed with listening to interviews with him yeah. because he gives it you everything. Everything. And his shows, right, Lex? I forgot oh. that you and I, we we, we went God, to them together. We did. Yeah. It's just so funny. Intimate, too. It's just yes. the yeah. same. You just feel like you're friends and family and just telling stories. And <sighs> Yeah. So good. Just we're gonna take a, a kind. We're going to take a break. When we come back, the biggest stories of the day in the Dirt Alert with Dawn next. This is a My Talk Dirt Alert. Dirt Alert, Dirt Alert, Dirt Alert, Dirt Alert, Dirt Alert, Dirt Alert. Force movie review coming up in June. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, 
Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Just a few minutes, but right now, welcome back. Jason and Alexis in the morning, live on my talk, streaming on our My Talk app and streaming on your favorite home device. It's time to get caught up with the big uh, pop culture stories of the day in the Dirt Alert with Dawn. Every day we have a Kanye story and we have a Matthew Perry story about what's in his book, right? <laughs> yeah, the last We're going to know the whole book before it comes out. <laughs> yeah. Probably, yeah. This one's pretty good, though. It's pretty juicy. Uh, in his new memoir, he claims that he made out with Valerie Bertinelli at her home while she was still married to Eddie Van Halen. And he was there... Passed out drunk just 10 feet away from them. Mm. Oh. So this was in 1990. They were on a very short-lived sitcom called Sydney. I remember. With Valerie. It got canceled. Yeah. Um, And they had a long, elaborate makeout session. And he said that uh, Valerie Burton, uh, the, the marriage was troubled at the time. And he was seriously into her. But then the next day on the set, she acted like nothing happened. And he was devastated. But then it got canceled a few weeks later, so he didn't have to see her anymore. <laughs> now, Valerie has kind of confirmed this because she posted a TikTok with text saying, anybody misbehave in their 20s and early 30s, are you mortified? So that kind of confirms that this happened. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, now they wow. were married, uh, Valerie and Eddie, in 1981. They separated in 2001 and divorced in 2007. And I'm sure he wasn't an angel either. I mean, he's a rock star. Come yeah. On. So I, wow. this is the bad thing with this. Like you said, I, I don't want to know. I want to read the book. I don't want. I, I like it for our show. I'm grateful for the. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah. But, but you know what? I think that these are planned. Yeah. These are planned Drips. by his. Yeah. By his publicist, they're giving us little pieces, but they're not giving us the big things. Okay, so those will be left for whenever people buy it. This Good is point. really this is going to sell so many books yeah. already. I mean, yep. And then don't forget tonight the Diane Sawyer interview oh, tonight on Channel Five on ABC. He's reminding me, I got to write it down. Yeah. Okay. All right. I wanted to make sure and get that story in because I was like, what? He was passed out one. ten feet away. Oh my gosh! You mean while they were doing it or something, or they weren't doing out. it. They were making out, long makeout session, oh, but he was oh. passed out ten feet away from them. I, oh, I wouldn't gosh. mess with. I wouldn't have messed with Eddie Van Halen. R.I.P. Yeah. But yeah, yeah. I mean, I guess Ooh. they made sure he was really passed yeah, out. Girl. I don't know. Um, so Shaka Ooh. Khan said a pretty funny thing. Here's some words of wisdom from Shaka Khan. Um, she talks about there are some great stuff out there, and there are some great artists nowadays. And there's some very fine young artists out there that are doing great work that I'm impressed with. However, but there are others, and they just need to get them a job at the post office. They're always (laughs) hiring, she said. People are using auto-tune. They need to go to the post office quick. Oh, my God. Love her. It's the truth. She's just saying the soft part out loud. She's like, they're always hiring. You better get to the post office quick because we're on to you. She sees them as just non-talented people. Ooh, and she has such a great voice. It's like, And Shaka's at a point, and she's been at this point. She doesn't care. (laughs) Nor should she. She's Shaka Khan. Shaka Khan. Shaka Khan. Khan. Mm -hmm. My favorite is when Whitney says Shaka Khan during Whitney's version of I Memory Woman. Shaka Khan. Khan. She says it in the like toward the end because you know. 
for all you youngins out there, I'm Every Woman isn't a Whitney song. It's a Shaka song that Whitney redid for the bodyguards. So. Yes, okay. Yeah. Um, Megan Fox. Um, oh, God. She's oh. so in love with Machine Gun Kelly. So they picture there was a picture of him that was put up um, from the Time 100 Gala recently. And he has on this um, lace bodice. He's six foot five. You know, he's got his hair back like a Targaryen. And she <laughs> she posted underneath the picture, never has anyone with better bone structure walked this earth. And then she said, exquisitely, devastatingly handsome and six foot five. Kill me or get me pregnant. Those are the only options. Oh. Oh. Okay. So there she said it out there. She wants to have a model baby with him. She's planning that they will be a model. Mm. Wow. Before we wrap up. It's a lot to live up to, I hope. Do we want to give away before we uh, the Chelsea Handler ticket just yes! to get that done? Yes. Yeah. You can see Chelsea Handler. It's the uh, vaccinated and horny tour. December. I'm sorry. November 12th at the State Theater. Call us. You get two tickets right now. Caller seven. Six, five, one, six, four, one, one, oh, seven, one, six, five, one, six, four, one, one, oh, seven, one. It's our last contest of the day. Chelsea. This is a good prize. Y'all Chelsea Handler tickets. Dawn's yeah. looking for caller number seven. When we come back, forced movie reviews. <laughs> Alexis assigned me the 1992 film. I'll put that in quotes. Stop! Or my mom will shoot with Sylvester Stallone and Estelle Getty. I'll give you my review. <laughs> yeah. Plus, then in the last segment, uh, I'm assigning Dawn a rom-com. <laughs> We're all going easy on each other. There's a hint. We'll be right back. Stay with us. I just checked with my producers at Serums and Anoka. Yeah, what's the line like? It's like 50, 50 deep. With, how do they, I don't know. How many people can fit in there? Are I they going to have to cut the line off? At I don't some know. Point? They should check. Yeah. I'm a, see, I'm a, I pro- used to produce events. Yeah. So I'm like, uh, I could run it. I, I, so if you're listening, the Jason show's live there in about, uh, well, at 10 o'clock. I'm actually leaving in this next segment to jump in my car. I'll be calling in to assign Dawn. <laughs> Can't forget that. No. And uh, Will she answer the phone, though? Oh, that's true, Lex. <laughs> I might have to have you answer the phone, Lex. I'd have to put huh. up the... the to, yeah, but join, But join the party. <laughs> Still tables available. Uh, go down to Serums. We're live at 10. It's going to be a party. The bar's opening early. The restaurant's opening early. It's going to be so much fun. It kicks off. Halloween weekend in Anoka, and tomorrow I'll be the Grand Marshal of the Halloween Parade. So um, oh, That's fun. Is uh, there some preparation? Are you working on your wave? Um, I'm working. Uh, Kendall's sister, Kendall, my for New, New Peak people, is uh, uh, works on the Jason show with me. Yeah. Kendall's sister was Miss Minnesota last year. What? And, yeah, Kendall's sister's Miss Minnesota. Of course. And she Are is, they all beautiful? They're all beautiful. Okay. They all okay. look like they've carved out a cream cheese. Yes, but exactly. yeah. So, um... <laughs> So Kendall's sister is teaching me, Lex, today on the show how to wave, oh, how good. to do the wave. Yes. Okay, She's teaching it's, it's me. from the elbow. I it believe. is from the elbow. Yeah, yes, it is. Oh, so, ask her about Miss USA possibly oh, I'm going being to. rigged. Oh, believe me, it's already yeah. Ooh. Ooh. Okay, I've stalled long enough. Uh, I thought that was going to work. I thought I could go a whole segment, but oh, no. Uh, no, we can't stall because uh, it is uh, it is time for forced movie reviews. I can't believe you're making me do this. Why do we have to talk about that? Do I have to? 
Forced Movie Reviews. You forced me to do this, 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 this. Okay, Alexis, I have to say, Alexis was a little nice to me, and I'm actually going to be a little nice to Dawn. We're easing back in. All right, we're easing back in because I'm actually going to assign Dawn a movie that I actually cheesily enjoy. There's a little clue. I okay. cheese. It's not horrible, mm-hmm. okay? I just enjoy it. And maybe Dawn will not capital L, capital H hate it. Anyway, mm-hmm. Stop or My Mom Will Shoot, 1992. Sylvester Stallone's a cop. And I know, right there, oh, end of review. We don't even need to say <laughs> it because that's, that's funny really like, all by that's itself. Okay. <laughs> He's a cop. And I think his ex, I never, I think she's an ex I, or like an ex-girlfriend. They've broken up. Joe Beth Williams is the, the oh. love interest from Poltergeist, the mom from Poltergeist. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. Okay. Colin had no idea who she was and sure. which made me feel very old. Right yeah. Because she was mind. everywhere in the 80s and mm-hmm. ni- early 90s. But anyway, again, this is 92. And I did force my husband to watch this with me last <laughs> okay. night because like Alexis, I'm a procrastinator. We watched this at eight o'clock at night. Um, eight to nine thirty, and I had to spend four dollars to rent this. By the way, but anyway, <laughs> the invoices in your mailbox. But um, so he has it's. It starts off, and you know it's going to be cheesy just by the music, the way it's shot because it's the early nineties. Mm-hmm. They introduce the girlfriend, and then you find out that his mom Tootie is coming for a visit. So he goes to the airport. And I do like the way this was shot. He's at the airport waiting for Tootie, and there's a whole bunch of people blocking her. And you can see her little feet, and you can hear her go, I just, I can't wait to see my, I just can't wait to see my son. I just can't wait to see. And then the people part from the gate. This is back in the day when you could meet loved ones at the gate. I did, uh, that was, yeah. Oh, my gosh. Isn't the memories. He's at the gate, and then the people part, and it's Estelle Getty. It's freaking Sophia. Oh, that's yes. good. With, a brute, with her real brunette hair, which I never quite got over. But anyway, so Tootie Sting, she's a little overbearing. She's like, you know, uh, a stereotypical Italian mom character trope. So she goes home. They go back to the apartment, and he's, he's broken up with Joe Beth, so he's a typical bachelor. Uh-huh. So all of those tropes, you know, it's a little messy. She goes in, starts cleaning. He's trying to sleep in the middle of the night, or I'm sorry, early in the morning. Yeah. Um, and by the way, I'm going to stop here at this part of the review. <laughs> okay. Uh-huh. Colin goes, I was looking down at this part, and Colin goes, holy briefs. I looked up, and there's a shot of Sylvester Stallone in bed, mm. and he is wearing, like, tight, like, Speedo underwear okay. in bed. And I was like, I forgot Sylvester was a really good looking man. Yes. And Sophia starts vacuuming like early in the morning, you know, so he's like, ma. So he gets up, he goes in the kitchen and she is cleaning his gun in the sink, trying to clean it. Oh, so she ruins. She's using a Brillo pad because oh she opens up her suitcase it's and it's hysterical. It's yeah. like my mom. She opens up her suitcase and it's all full of cleaning supplies. Yeah. So, so she cleans this gun uh-huh. and it ruins the gun. And then the thus sets the plot. And I put plot in air quotes. <laughs> it sets the plot forward. She she wants to help her son. She feels bad that she ruined his gun. She goes down and she buys a gun. From these from these guys, of course, just random just guys, a, right, right, on uh, literally oh, no. on the street. Oh no! Come to find out, and then she gives the gun to Sylvester. He's like, "Ma, what are you doing?" And it's like a giant. It's like a it's a gun. Come to find out, 
This gun was stolen from this burning building. Of course. <laughs> like of this course. insurance plot. Yeah. And the guy, and then so she goes, she witnesses a guy getting killed. Uh-huh. So she has to go to the police station and give a statement. And everyone's laughing because, you know, they're, they're ridiculing Sylvester because his mom is basically helping this case. So there's all those little inside jokes. So then they have a run-in with these. They have a run-in with the the guys. They have a run-in with the bad guys. And Sophia is driving. And this is one of the more ludicrous scenes of this movie. (laughs) Sophia is driving through the streets of, I think, L.A. I forgot where this is set. And she's going through with her giant Cadillac. She's going through these construction barriers miraculously missing everybody okay she's a stunt driver apparently yeah Yeah. now i did forget one thing when they're back at home um there's a scene where she she has a little dog a dog a little yorkie and she Mm -hmm. walks in with sylvester showering and you see his you see his butt and then she goes like ma turn around and you too and then the yorkie turns around too it's like oh colin's like like this is horrible it's horrible So she ends up Alexis. she ends up helping him. So she's kidnapped by these goons. Oh no. So like the final scene of the movie, they're at this like tarmac, kind of like this abandoned, like a flying cloud type airport with all these, you know, planes that aren't in service anymore. She's kidnapped by the goons. Sylvester goes to rescue her. Miraculously, so the main goon Trap Sylvester, he raises the gun to shoot Sylvester, and then Estelle Getty's behind him and goes, nobody messes with my boy, and shoots him. Yeah! And so she's the, the hero. So she's the hero, kills the bad guy. So the end of the movie, the whole time, she's trying to convince him to get back with Joe Beth Williams. So the last scene of the movie, she's like, Joey, I know you want me to go. I'm, I'm going to leave. So... She convinces them to go back to Joe Beth Williams. He reunites with her. They have a sweet little scene that I was like, whatever. And then she goes to the airport. He's like, no, I don't want me. He realizes he doesn't want his mom to leave. So he's chasing Estelle Getty, who's now in a buggy, like a luggage buggy, going to the jetway. And he's like, ma, I don't want you to leave. Ma, with his weird mouth. Ma. And then he goes, she goes, do you really want me to stay? Do you really want me to stay? He goes, yeah, I want you to. So she gets out, and then she's staring at this guy. She goes, Joey, that guy's a criminal. I recognize him. He's like, Mom, stop it. Stop it right now. And then the guy ends up starting to pull out a gun, and Sylvester leaps over like 50 people and knocks him down. Saves his mom. Saves his mom. And then um, the Stelgetti goes, you know what his offense was? He was trying to shoot his mom. And then Sylvester Stallone like looks in the camera and smiles, and the movie's over. Oh, that's how you end a movie. <laughs> Fabulous. I thought they were setting up for number two, but no, <laughs> that's it. And then he he spikes the camera and it's yeah. like, hey, and well, then it closes in like Looney Tunes. Lex, it wasn't the worst. You know, it wasn't the worst thing you've ever assigned me. I was thinking that when I assigning it, going, oh, you know what? Yeah, he might actually enjoy this. It was bad. I mean, oh, it was like ni- early '90s bad and <laughs> yeah. so cheesy, yes. and like the chase. Like I said, the chase sequences. It's all cheese ball, but that was '92. So yeah, there we go. Oh, I love it. When we come back, um, I'm going to jump in my car in a minute. I got a commercial to do, and then I'm going to I'm going to be nice to Dawn. Okay. You'll see what I assign her when we come back. <laughs> 
Jason and Alexis in the morning on My Talk 1071. Alexis Thompson, Don McLean, Jason just jumped in his car. Yep. And he will be calling us shortly because Don, he needs to assign you a rom-com. You know what? He doesn't have to. Oh, shoot. Here he is. Oh, yeah. All right. You're on the there air, Jason. Is. You're live on the air. Don't cuss. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Hello. Can Hello. Guess? Can you hear me? Yeah, we can hear yes. you. Can you hear us? Yes, I can hear you. Very okay. nice. Very you nice. I'll play this just so we remind people what we're doing. Mm-hmm. I can't believe you're making me do this. Why do we have to talk about that? Do I have Forced movie reviews. You forced me to do this, 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 this. Oh. <laughs> okay, so I thought since Alexis went sort of easy on me, yeah, I would go, I would go a little easy on you, Dawn. So okay. it's been a while. It's been a while. So again, another recap. I hate action movies. Alexis hates horror movies, and Dawn typically hates romance movies. So. But Alexis went easy, so I'm going easy. It's a movie I've actually recently mentioned, and it's more of a romance, cheeseball, than a rom-com. I am assigning you the 1996 Robert Redford and Michelle Pfeiffer Up Close and Personal. Oh, God. (laughs) Have you seen it, Don? Of course not. (laughs) Oh, no. This? So... If you do not know, this is loosely, and again, Disney did with this what they did with Pretty Woman. Uh, This is loosely based on the biography, the uh, biography of newscaster Jessica Savage, who was like a Connie Chung, a Katie Couric, a Diane Sawyer of the early 80s. She, She was the golden girl of NBC. She tragically died. Um, Her car went over a bridge. She also famously struggled with alcohol and substance abuse so much that if you Google, I'm I'm not making light of this, but if you put Jessica Savage in YouTube, the first thing that will come up is when she went on the air um, drunk during an NBC news break. Okay. And so Disney took the. Yeah. (laughs) Disney took Disney took the book Golden Girl. And cheesified it, basically stripped it of any resemblance of Jessica Savage's story oh, and God. turned it in yeah. And turned it into a romance. Oh yeah. Between yes, between news director Robert Redford and his new blonde reporter, wannabe anchor Michelle Pfeiffer. Oh no. Mm. I have a little bit of the trailer if his we want to hear that. mentorship she was on. Sure. Okay, here we go. What ambition. You over here? He was the professional who'd done it all. You used to cover the White House. <laughs> you still get the coffee. If this is to tell me I have a lot to learn, I already know that. What she needed to know. She eats the lens. He taught her. What's the This isn't about lipstick. This is about them. I'll tell you what to say. I know what to say. Well, then say it. Get in there. Jam the damn mic in his face. How do you answer allegations that you profited from drug money? Uh oh, they've touched. Oh boy. Oh no. Eat the lens. I like that. You should use that. Tell Jeff to use that on you, Jason. Eat the lens. I will. But oh, I've I've talked about this movie with Alexis over the years, oh, and what's yeah. funny is 
it not only does it bear no resemblance to no. Jessica Savage's life, no. but it bears no resemblance of the news business whatsoever. Um, nope. I have never seen it. No. There's a scene where Robert Redford as the news director shows up on a live shot. Let me be very honest. My news director hasn't been on a live shot since Jimmy Carter was president. So, I mean, yeah. That wasn't even her job then. Oh. No. It looks like Julia approves so, it. Yeah, Julia just texted me. Yeah, yeah she Julia, texted me too. I will, yeah, because I will tell you, the reason I think I'm going easy on you is, for as cheesy as this is, there are some redeeming qualities. Um, and one of them is the fact that it does feature Celine Dion's biggest, one of her biggest hits, uh, because you loved me. Um, yes. and oh, that's right. It's not like yeah. I haven't heard of it. I have heard of this movie, you know. So what yeah. year is it? 1996. 1990, oh. 1996, Robert Redford, Michelle Pfeiffer. And the other redeemed quality, it features a fantastic stalker Channing <gasps> as a stereotypical bitchy older anchor, yeah. like an all about oh. Eve, oh, who I doesn't want to be replaced by. By Michelle Pfeiffer. Okay, I think I will probably like this just because of the time period. Um, I probably won't like the story, but just the cheesiness of it. You're right. Yep. Yeah, you won't. I mean, I'm not. Look, it's how I felt about Stopper, my mom will shoot. Did I hate it? No. Would I rather have gone out to play bingo? Yeah. So you. (laughs) That's how I felt watching Slither as well. Right. Okay. Yeah. So, so it's not torture. go rent it. Mm-hmm. Okay. And I think you will capital, you, you'll capital L, uh, I mean, sorry, I'm sorry, small L like it. Like. Small L like, so we're talking a C minus here. <laughs> oh, I yeah. can watch it for free on May- Tubby. <gasps> oh, see? Yep. That's nice. Robert Ebert gave it three out of four stars. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that was a rare that was a rare misstep by Roger Ebert. But yeah. Oh no! Gosh. An hour yeah. and fourteen well, guys, minutes. Cool. Yeah. Well, I'm off one. to uh, Anoka yes. and uh, Serum, and mm. uh, and then don't forget Dawn's. Uh, Dawn is on the show today at ten, talking um, paranormal stuff. What time yeah. exactly? Yeah, because it's recorded. Bye, guys. I'll see you Monday. Bye, Jace. Have a great drive safely. Bye. Uh, Sometime in the 10 o'clock hour. Yes. He probably (laughs) can't hear us. It's so hard to hear when you're on the phone. Yeah, and driving. I called into Colleen and Bradley um, probably three weeks ago, and it is super hard. So now I feel the pain of people that are trying to talk to us, and and they're like, what? Yeah. It's weird. Yeah. Well, um, that's just what happens. before we close here, oh, yes. um, go see Letter to Bryson. That's Adrian Wilson, our director from Project Down and Dirty. His film will play at 6.45 tonight yes. at the Twin Cities Film Fest. TwinCitiesFilmFest.org. Oh, I can't wait to hear your thoughts on Monday. Everyone have a fantastic weekend. Happy Friday. You be you. We love you so much. Don and Steve up next. Bye for now. For nine years, a dangerous man terrorized women, breaking into homes and raping his victims before killing a brilliant young scientist in 1998. The more the victims resisted, the more violent he became. Then he suddenly stops, leaving police with a lot of clues and one unknown subject. I'm Paul Wagner. Join me for Unknown Subject, season three of WTOP's American Nightmare podcast series. Search American Nightmare podcast on all podcast platforms today. To be your best every day 
you need proven quality sleep every night. Science proves your best sleep is vital to your mental, emotional, and physical health. And that's where the sleep number bed comes in. And let me tell you, ever since I've had it, my sleep IQ score is just going higher and higher. And did you know 8 out of 10 couples say that one of them sleeps too hot or too cold? Science tells us regulating your sleep temperature leads to higher quality sleep. For many couples, temperature struggles are a real challenge. So here are some tips to help you both sleep just right. Look for beds designed with temperature benefits such as the new Sleep Number Climate 360 smart bed that actively warms and cools each side so you both sleep blissfully comfortable. And now save 40% on the Sleep Number 360 special edition smart bed. Plus special financing for a limited time. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com slash podcast one. Sleep Number the official sleep and wellness partner of the National Football League. Subject to credit approval, minimum monthly payments required. See sleepnumber.com for details. Grab a 30-day free trial of Live by Live Plus and you'll get unlimited skips, commercial-free music, and all of the podcasts and live streaming events you can handle. Visit livexlive.com slash podcast one to learn more and start your free trial.